What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. I'm your host, Matt, and thank you for joining me for this bonus edition of College Hockey Talk. And congratulations to the 2021 NCAA Women's Hockey Champion Wisconsin Badgers Women's Hockey Team. And more specifically, congratulations to Brett Pettit, Casey O'Brien, and Kennedy Blair. That was an incredible game to watch from my perspective. A crazy overtime winner goal by Daryl Watts. And just an overall great game, a great back and forth game. Both teams had incredible chances. And it's just crazy to think about that this is Wisconsin's sixth NCAA championship. Uh, Mark Johnson has done a great job with that program, and they just keep getting better every year. So, like I said before, congratulations to this Wisconsin Badgers team, but I also want to give a shout out to the Northeastern women's hockey team because they should be feeling incredibly proud for what they accomplished this season. Obviously, it's not the result they wanted. However, making a national championship game is so hard, and those players should be super proud of their accomplishments this season. And I know this team will be back in this position very soon. They're just too good. Now for this bonus podcast, I decided to re-upload the three interviews I have done with three of the members of this national championship Wisconsin Badgers team. I did an interview with Brett Pettit over the summer. I interviewed Casey O'Brien during the fall before the season, and I interviewed Kennedy Blair during the middle of the season as well. So three great interviews. I was a little nervous for the Brett Pettit interview. It was one of my first interviews I ever did during the summer, so I was a bit nervous on that one. So hopefully you guys can see my progression I have made as an interviewer throughout these interviews because looking back on them, I feel like I have. But I just want to re-upload these interviews just as a congratulations to the Wisconsin Badgers women's hockey team and just as a shout out to those three players because they were incredibly nice to me and they were and it was a huge honor for me getting the chance to interview them when I did. And one thing I've learned as a podcast host for this past year now is how proud I am or how proud I feel when I see players that I've had on the podcast just have so much success. It's incredible to see. I'm so happy for all three of them, and I'm also very happy for the entire team as well. And hopefully we can get some members of this championship squad on the podcast very soon. However, here are the interviews. Enjoy, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. The timestamps for each interview will be in the description below. Welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. We're here today with rising senior of the Wisconsin Badgers women's ice hockey team, Brett Pettit. Thank you so much for coming on, and how's everything going? Well, I'm just moving out of my apartment today, actually, so it's been a busy day, but everything's good. So That's good to hear, and I just want to talk about before you went to Wisconsin, you grew up in Nova Scotia. What was it like to grow up there, and how did you start playing hockey? Yeah, so um, Nova Scotia was a great place to grow up in terms of hockey. I have two older brothers who both played before me. So they kind of got me into it, just going to the rink and following them. So as soon as I could get the chance to play, I obviously wanted to join too. So um, it was definitely a positive experience growing up in Nova Scotia with people like Sidney Crosby and Nathan McKinnon and on the girls' side, Blair Turnbull. So having players like that to look up to was awesome as a young kid. And who was your hockey idol growing up? Um, from a young age, I would say it was Alexis Crosley and Blair Turnbull. Um, so Alexis was from, she's from Halifax and she left and went to Shattuck St. Mary's for high school. And so I kind of followed her and Taylor Crosby's steps and went there myself in eighth grade. So I'd say I definitely looked up to them. Now I was reading some of your, um, 
stats from the Wisconsin website, and you played for Hockey Nova Scotia in the Canada Games back in 2014. What was it like to play in that tournament? Yeah, I mean, I think any time you get the opportunity to represent your your province, it's a pretty special feeling. So um, I can say that all of my experiences with Hockey Nova Scotia and Hockey Canada have been awesome, but uh, Canada Games is definitely um, something a little extra fun. So it was it was definitely a big tournament, and it was awesome to see the competition and all the players that Canada has to offer. So it was a lot of fun. I also want to talk about your time at Shattuck St. Mary's. My first question is, what made you want to play there, and how did you get the opportunity to go there? Um, so I actually did a camp in Nova Scotia, and Taylor Crosby was also at the camp. And I remember her asking me um, if I was going to play girls hockey the next year or what, and I really didn't know because I grew up playing boys hockey through peewee and so she she thought Shattuck might be a good fit for me so I told my parents and um, they gave me all the support in the world and I visited Shattuck in seventh grade and skated with them and kind of went through some paperwork stuff and then was able to go in eighth grade so it was an amazing experience for sure. Now what's it like to play in a school like that where there's so many famous NHL players that went there and famous women's players that look there and how did you want to add to the history of that school? Yeah, I think initially I just wanted to make sure I could kind of get my feet under me and uh, keep up with everyone there. I mean, uh, getting to practice with the best players in, in the U.S. and um, and seeing some of the best men's players in, in the U.S. and across the world was definitely an awesome experience and, and most definitely pushed me to become a better player. So. I think just the biggest thing for me going there for hockey was just to develop and get to get the opportunity to train with the best. So it was awesome. Now, what was your experience like at Shattuck St. Mary's and what was the biggest thing you learned there? Um, first of all, my experience was great. I mean, I went there in eighth grade, so I was 12 or 13 years old and I, I did my five years there, graduated after grade 12. But I would say the biggest thing I learned was probably um, just kind of how to be on my own and, and kind of be responsible for my own actions and as a person, but also as a hockey player, I really learned there that you, uh, what you put in is what you're going to get out. So I think the biggest thing for me was just learning how to, um, live life on my own and kind of get my feet under me and, and, uh, hold myself accountable for everything. Now you were, went to Shattuck at such a young age. What was the biggest challenge you faced while going there? Yeah, um, I think just being away from family for sure was was tough, but um, my parents were able to come down and watch a few weekends a year and come to nationals and stuff like that. So it was definitely, definitely better getting to see them multiple times throughout the year um, opposed to just FaceTime calls and stuff like that. But I would say that was the biggest adjustment was just uh, being on my own and kind of taking care of myself for the first time ever at such a young age. And you also won four championships at Shattuck. Which one was the most memorable to you? And what was their team secret for sustaining so much success? Um, I think the most memorable one for me was actually in eighth grade, my first one. Um, I think part of it was everything was so new and, and it was such a big tournament. You kind of heard the older girls talk about it all year. So to finally get to experience that and, and have played a big role in our win was uh, was definitely an amazing feeling. So 
I would say the first one and then also my last one just kind of ending on a good note and and uh, winning so and uh, how did playing at Shattuck help you prepare for college hockey um, I think the biggest thing was just the commitment so I think I, one thing I really learned at Shattuck was um, that you need to be committed you know every day it's it's not something you can kind of just go through the motions with uh, if you want to get better. So um, our practices were before classes. So we were up at, you know, 5.30, 6 o'clock every morning and practicing before school and then working out after. So I think that routine just um, gave me a little bit of a head start when coming here to Wisconsin because um, we obviously train, you know, almost every day here as well. So I think that was the biggest thing that prepared me and as well as the hockey. I mean, Nothing can fully prepare you for college hockey, I don't think, but um, getting to play with some of those girls that have done amazing things in the NCAA definitely helped. Now talk about your recruiting process and what made you want to go to Wisconsin. Yeah, so I um, I really didn't know too much about, I mean, I guess any college really when I first went to Shattuck just because I'm Canadian and I was young. So everything was new to me off the bat. So I, I ended up visiting five schools, but in um, Wisconsin was the first. And I think right away I came and I visited campus and I was like, I want to go here. You know, it was kind of a, an immediate thing, but obviously I wanted to make sure that um, I looked at other schools and made the right choice. But in terms of my decision to come here, I think the coaching staff played a big role in it. Um, coach Johnson his brother is actually a coach at Shattuck so I had Pete Johnson as my coach for two years and so that relationship definitely um, contributed to me looking into Wisconsin and kind of finding my love for it here Um, also Dan Cook's wife is um, she works at Shattuck too so I had a, a great relationship with her and Coach Cook actually used to coach at Shattuck. So uh, somehow Shattuck and Wisconsin are kind of intertwined in terms of um, coaching and stuff like that. So I, I found a lot of similarities and things that I liked with that, which definitely contributed to my decision. Now, what's it like to play under Coach Johnson? Obviously, he was a member of the Miracle and Ice team. Just talk about what's he like as a coach and off the ice as a person. Yeah, I mean, it's it's insane, I think a lot of us kind of come to the realization that we sometimes take it for granted and, and not necessarily forget, but just don't, um, don't cherish the, you know, everything he teaches us sometimes. It's just like, you know, he'll have the littlest comments or actions, but uh, when he does do, you know, when he does coach us and, and kind of teach us different things every day, it's, it's something that you definitely hold on to. So uh, playing under him is is extremely exciting and, and fun. You know, he makes the game fun, which is ultimately, you know, why we play. So it's it's definitely intimidating at times. Not that he's a scary guy or anything, but you just have a lot of respect for him. So uh, it's it's a great opportunity. And what was the biggest adjustment you had to make playing college hockey? Was it the mental side of the game, having quicker decisions with the puck, or was it the physicality playing against players that are a lot older than you were at the time? Um, I think, you know, coming straight into here as a freshman, the biggest thing for me was kind of decision making and and confidence and just the speed in general. I think not only is it faster skating wise and 
and the players are a lot stronger, but your decisions have to be a lot quicker and everything's done just at a quicker pace. So initially that was the biggest adjustment I found that I had to make was just getting up to pace with the players here. And then, um, I mean, throughout the years, just working on my speed and stuff like that. Now talk about playing in your first WCHA playoffs, even though you lost against Minnesota, what did you learn from that whole experience? Yeah, I think the biggest thing was, um, you know, we had a great team all season and, you know, we secured a top spot for, you know, almost the entire season. So I think kind of going into it, I, I didn't really know what to expect. I knew it was going to be hard and in a different experience for me, but um, you know, losing, losing on something that you work an entire year for is obviously not a great feeling. So you kind of keep that feeling with you the, the following year and you know how much you want to win and, and don't want to feel that sting again. So I think that was a big motiva- motivating factor for, um, you know, my following year just to work harder and kind of have our whole team work towards this goal even harder than before. Yeah, you also got to play in your first national tournament your freshman year as well. Just talk about that whole experience and playing in the Frozen Four as well. Yeah, I mean, that it was insane. I, I had never really... Um, participated in anything like that in my life so you know you do you go through nationals and stuff like that I was able to do that at Shattuck but um, nothing's quite the same as a Frozen Four experience so you know my family came down and watched and it was amazing I mean um, obviously my first year we didn't we didn't end up winning and have the outcome that we wanted but uh, we definitely were able to learn a lot from it and kind of take that into the next year um, as returning players. So, What did you take away from that freshman year at Frozen Four experience to help you in your sophomore years as well? Um, I think especially our, our freshman years, just kind of to not underestimate any opponent and um, to to really go 100% every single shift. It's, I mean, championship games are just – whole lot different than a regular season game and obviously you're going to work your hardest um, you know any game throughout the season but these are just you know next level everything's a lot more intense so I think a big thing was just to kind of stay and keep playing our game and not get um, too worried about what's at stake and just kind of try and relax and do what we know best. Now let's talk about that magical season you had your sophomore year at what point during the regular season did you realize you had the chance to win it? a championship yeah I mean I think I think right away um I knew we had a special group you know we had an amazing group of of seniors and kind of leaders that led our group um the entire season so I think right away it was clear that everyone was you know going to be held accountable no matter what your role was and and you know what line you were on and whatever it may be. So I think right away, everyone kind of knew the group was special and that we all really wanted um, to put everything into it to get to our final goal at the end of the year. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it was right away that we kind of were like, okay, we have an opportunity to do this. So we just have to put in the work. And you also won a league championship that same year in the WCHA. What was it like to win that championship? Because you lost to Minnesota in the previous year. And to did that motivate you during that uh, game? And just talk about that championship game. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, um, I mean, most people know that Minnesota and Wisconsin have a big rival anyway. So, you know, any game, no matter if it's a championship game or not, is is really fun and intense against them. So 
to kind of amplify that even more and play for a trophy is, um, you know, some I can say my my favorite games that I've played, you know, have kind of been against them and and for things at stake just because you know you're going to get the best from them and and they're going to get the best from you. So, um, yeah, it was an unbelievable feeling, especially having lost the year before that. So it was great to kind of to get the trophy and and finish the year strong. Now, the national championship run you had back in 2019, your team didn't let in a single goal in the entire tournament. Talk about the play of your goalie, Kristen Campbell, and your defense and how they helped uh, your championship win that season. Yeah, um, I think, you know, anyone who knows Kristen Campbell knows that she's the hardest worker, worker you'll ever come across. I mean, she's insane. She never stops. So sometimes we, we have to tell her to take a break because she's she gets a little too crazy. But um, I mean, she worked every day, all day for that championship. So to see her hard work uh, pay off in that final tournament was amazing. And there was honestly no one more deserving than her. So um, I think her confidence was a big thing. She, you know, she accepted that role and she thrived. So it was it was a great feeling to to see her do so well in a tournament like that. Now, I got to ask you, what was it like to win that championship and what did it mean personally to you? Yeah, I mean, it it was insane. It's kind of something that you dream of, you know. So, um, especially as a Canadian coming here and just getting the opportunity to play here and go to such a great school, it's like the cherry on top, you know. It's obviously something you work you work every day for here. You know, we spend our summers here. We have an eight-week training session. So, you know, most of, most of our years spent here in Madison. So to kind of – to have – to have all of your work finally pay off at the end of the year um, for something like that is just unbelievable. And I know we had a lot of fun with it. So yeah, it was great. Now, did you get to do anything cool after the championship run? Like any cool experience, any cool people you got to meet or any story that sticks out to you? Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest, I guess the first thing that sticks out to me is right when we landed um, in Madison on our on our chartered flight we were accompanied by a ton of police cars and they all had their sirens coming into Madison so you know you really felt like a superstar so that was kind of my my glimpse at fame there so it was it was pretty awesome you know they Madison did a great job making us feel like um, like the champions that we were at that time so it was it was amazing to come back here and have the trophy and you know just know that you're um, supported by everyone here so it was great and then let me think here we also were recognized up at the Capitol which was which was a fun experience and um, we got to go to the football game and kind of show our trophy one day so yeah we had a lot of fun and we were definitely very spoiled so it was an awesome experience to say the least. Now this past season you made significant improvements to your game what did what in particular did you work on to make such improvements? I think my biggest thing was my speed. Um, my, I mean, I've been battling, I guess, with knee injuries I, three years in a row, my senior year of high school, and then my freshman, sophomore year. Uh, each of those years, I tore my meniscus and had a knee surgery. So uh, even though it wasn't a, a huge, you know, uh, knee replacement or anything like that, it still kind of um, hindered my ability to get faster at times. So I think just being healthy and um, really tuning into my body and, and trying to get faster and stronger every day and, and work on my confidence um, played a big role.
Now, you also had the opportunity to play in the Country Classic this past season. What was it like to play in Nashville in front of all those fans? Yeah, it was definitely different. Um, I had never been there before, so and I've always heard awesome things about it. So it was definitely really exciting. Everything was completely new, and, you know, you have the country music and all that stuff. So it was really fun to play there and play against teams that aren't in our conference. So that was that was an awesome experience for sure. And, you know, our coaches allowed us to go downtown and kind of um, see, you know, the whole experience. So it was an amazing trip for sure. Now, unfortunately, your team lost to Ohio State in the WCHA championship game this past season. What did you take away from that game that will help out for next year? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, Ohio State is, is definitely a great team. So um, I think in terms of our play, we just kind of need to keep keep to our own game and just kind of give it 100%. You know, we always know that when we play Ohio, we're going to get their best. So they're a very competitive team, which – um, which is great because it kind of motivates you more as well. So um, it's always a good matchup, and hopefully, you know, we can use this summer to get better and come back even stronger for the following season. Now, winning a championship in your sophomore year and going into your junior season, obviously Wisconsin has a target in their back from all the Big Ten and uh, WCHA teams that are playing against you. What's it like to play with a target on your back and knowing that you're going to get your every team's best at any given night? Yeah, I mean, I think some players take it differently. Personally, I like it because um, it kind of kind of motivates you to just have the confidence that you know that you and your team can go out there and get stuff done. So, and you know, the other the other side of the coin is just you know you're gonna get your best from everyone else, and um, maybe that doesn't always guarantee a, a victory or a, a good game for your team, but it's it it shows you kind of what you're up against and and what you have to be able to beat if you want to win it at the end of the year. Now, you were supposed to play Clarkson before the season got shut down. Where did you find out, and what was the reaction amongst your teammates, especially the seniors? Yeah, so um, we were actually called into the rink, and we uh, we were told that we had a meeting with Coach Johnson and, and the other coaches. So I think we, we kind of thought maybe that's what we were going to hear. You know, we, we knew some things on the East Coast were happening, so – um, but obviously we were, you know, we didn't really want to believe it. So, you know, we went there and then the coaching staff came into our locker, locker room and kind of told us what was going on. So it was definitely an awful moment. I mean, luckily I have a, another year left, but, um, you know, especially for the seniors to go out like that and have worked so hard, not only like your entire career, but especially their senior year, I think we had a great team and definitely a good chance of doing well in the final tournament. So, um, I mean, obviously they were pretty bummed out and upset, but I think they took it as best as they could and, and kind of went from there, unfortunately. Now going in as a senior on this year's team, what type of leadership do you hope to bring to Wisconsin? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think just setting a, a good example for, you know, our incoming freshmen and just kind of, I mean, all each grade and each class on our team is very um, is worth respecting. So I think, you know, sometimes you always look towards the seniors and and juniors, but I really do think that we have a good group of uh, girls on our team this year. So I don't I don't think that we'll have any problem holding each other accountable and getting the best from each other every day. So I look forward to it. Now, what are some of your goals and aspirations personally for coming into next year? Yeah, I mean, I think 
personally, I, I'm injury free right now. So I'm just looking forward to getting back into it and getting a few weeks of summer training here and then um, starting out with my team. So it's exciting to have new people come in and I hope that I personally can um, fulfill a big role or, you know, whatever role I see myself in this year or whatever it may be. So I'm just looking forward to get back, getting back on the ice and, and playing, you know. Now I want to ask you some questions about some of your teammates. The first one is about Presley Norby. She was recently drafted in the NWHL. What was it like to play with her and did she teach you anything since she was a grade above you? Yeah. Um, so Presley was actually my roommate this past year as well. So um, it's definitely been amazing to have her as a teammate and a friend. Um, I think hockey wise, she really helped me my freshman year. Uh, Presley was a right winger and I came in playing right wing. So just kind of watching her and, and figuring out, uh, you know, what the coaching staff was looking for in terms of, you know, D zone play or whatever it may be. So uh, I think I definitely watched her quite a bit and just tried to learn from her. So it was very helpful for me. Now, what was your reaction when you found out she was drafted in the NWHL? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't surprised. She's a, she's a great player and uh, a great person. So I was really excited for her and, um, Hopefully she enjoys the opportunity. Now the next question about one of your teammates is about Sophie Shirley. Describe to me how good of a hockey player she is and what's it like to play with her. And do you think she's one of the best players in the country? Yeah, I mean, um, Soph's amazing. <laughs> you know, she's she's just the type of player that is naturally good. And and the thing is, is you know, most most people who just are born talented don't always have to work for it, but. I'll, I'll hand it to Soph. She works hard too, and she commits herself to the game. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think she deserves everything she gets, and I definitely think she's one of the best players uh, in the country, USA and Canada. So um, it's been it's been amazing playing with her and kind of uh, learning from her over the years for sure. Now we're getting to the segment in the podcast I like to call the non-hockey questions, where I ask you some non-hockey questions. My first one is, what's your favorite sport to watch at Wisconsin that isn't hockey? I would say football. Um, yeah, I grew up, obviously, in Nova Scotia, and football is not very big. So coming to my first Badger game and having, you know, 80,000 people and the fans was, uh, was insane. So it's definitely been a lot of fun to see some of your friends out there. And uh, what is your favorite TV show? And which character from that show would be the best hockey player? Oh, geez, that's a good one. Um, I, let me think here. I don't watch a ton of Netflix or anything like that, but I did just watch The Last Dance. So, I mean, seeing Michael Jordan and kind of, you know, him as a person and how determined he is, I think even if he doesn't know how to skate now, he could learn it quick because uh, I know he dedicated himself to do it. So... I think Scotty Pippen would be a good hockey player too. Fair. <laughs> now, what was your thoughts on Michael Jordan's mentality? And do you take some of that with you when you play hockey as well? Just always working and trying to be a good leader and not caring what the people from the outside are saying about you? Yeah, I mean, it kind of sounds cliche, but I, you know, watching him, it almost makes you feel guilty at times. Like, okay, you know, what else can I be doing? Because he really doesn't stop. So um, watching him and just um, his ability to kind of, do his own thing without worrying about, you know, others or what they think was pretty inspiring. Um, but yeah, I mean, his, his work ethic is just unmatched. So watching that in the series was pretty inspiring 
um, for me personally, just to kind of keep that in mind whenever I'm tired or, you know, don't want to do another rep or something to just, you know, know that I can do it and that it's in me if I want to do it. So. Now, what is your biggest pet peeve? My biggest pet peeve. Oh gosh. Um, Hmm. It's a hard one. I would say just in general, when people wear hats at the dinner table, it's my biggest pet. And who has the best style in Wisconsin women's hockey? Uh, on the ice? Uh, yeah, both. Let's do both on. Okay, I would say off the ice, uh, probably Grace Bowlby. She's always got, you know, a different pair of shoes every day, so she always rides in style. And then on the ice, I would say, it's hmm, a good question. Uh, I think Sophie Shirley has pretty good style. Who is the funniest on the team? The funniest on the team? Um, I mean, I think I would say, I would say Jesse DeVito probably, or Britta Curl. If you could have lunch with one person, who would it be? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, hmm. Anyone in the world? Yeah. All right, let me think here. I think... Hmm. I think I would do Michael Jordan. Yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah. What would you ask him? Um, I think, honestly, anything that came to mind, I think my first questions would just be like, um, I mean, after watching the documentary series, you know, he was cut from his high school team and then, you know, how he kind of used that to motivate him and um, some of the things that he kept in mind when training and stuff like that. It says on the Wisconsin website that you can solve a Rubik's Cube. I want to know what is the secret to that. Uh, the secret is YouTube. <laughs> um, I actually learned it first from a friend going to a, a Hockey Nova Scotia tournament. So I, I learned it on the airplane. But uh, once you know it, you can solve it every time. So it's, it's kind of funny sometimes when you see people mix it up for, you know, two minutes as opposed to 15 seconds. It's probably going to be just as hard either way. So. Um, but yeah, just go on YouTube and check it out. Now some final hockey questions. Um, what do you think has to be done to grow women's hockey? Um, I think, I think right now it's actually, um, it is growing obviously and it has a lot more, um, over the years than, you know, when I was growing up, it wasn't very big, especially where I'm from. So I think the biggest thing is just providing an opportunity for everyone, um, and just kind of spreading the word, you know? So I think right now there's a big movement um, and, you know, players are doing a good job of of spreading it on social media and stuff like that. So I think that's the biggest thing. And then just providing an opportunity for young girls to begin hockey in their communities. Now, what has been your favorite in hockey memory thus far? Ooh, probably winning the national championship. yeah, I most definitely, actually. <laughs> yeah, that would be it. Now, do you have any shout-outs you'd like to make before we let you go? Shout-outs? Uh, not any I can think of. Not at the moment. But I would say maybe one to Abby Rock because she's a, uh, she was a great player to play under and kind of learn from over the years. So I'll give one to Abby. Well, nice. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I wish you and your team the best of luck for next season, and go Badgers. Awesome. Thank you. 
Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's episode, we have a very special guest. She's a Shattuck St. Mary's legend, tallying up over 211 points. She has won a gold medal for Team USA in the Under-18 World Championships, and she is currently a freshman at Wisconsin looking to help give the Badgers their sixth NCAA championship. Welcome to the podcast, Casey O'Brien. How is it going? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Now, you play your first college game in about 12 days. Um, How excited are you, and what are your expectations for your first game? Yeah, I can't wait. We uh, head to Ohio State in about two weeks, and um, I'm super excited. I'm not really sure what to expect. I've never played at this high of a level really before, and so I'm super excited just to get things going with my team and see how it goes. Yeah, you're playing Ohio State like you just mentioned. They obviously won the WCHA last year. What do you expect from that team, and how do you plan to stop some of their top players like Emma Malte and Tatum Skaggs? I know they're a super hardworking and gritty team, and so I think coming off of that loss last year, the team's looking for some revenge. So um, I think we're less focused on stopping their better players and more focused on just playing our game and making them react to us. Now, is there any particular team you're most excited to play this year or a stadium you're looking forward to visit? I'm definitely excited to play Minnesota. I know there's a long history of rivalry, and there's definitely some girls that I've played with and against on that team. And so I'm super excited just to be part of the border battle and to um, hopefully bring home a W playing at Ritter. Yeah, and as you know, Laban Arena is one of the loudest and best atmospheres in college hockey. I know you haven't played there yet as a player, but how do you think the lack of fans will affect your team's play heading into this upcoming year? One thing that we've actually been um, talking about a lot is with the lack of fans is that we're going to have to make up with that with energy in the locker room and on the bench. And so we've been just trying to keep the energy and the, you know, cheering on the ice during practice super high and um, just like trying to motivate ourselves. Um, And I think we've been doing a really good job of that, just like being there for each other, because I obviously don't know what it's like to play in front of a crowd that big, but those girls do. And so it's going to take a lot from everybody on the bench just to hype each other up and get get us motivated. Yeah. And uh, what's it been like preparing for this upcoming season and what challenges have you individually had to overcome playing hockey during a pandemic? Yeah, it's definitely been a lot harder because we started out just practicing and lifting in smaller groups. And so we weren't able to work on like systems and, you know, team chemistry a lot, but in the past month or so we've been having full team practices. And so that's, definitely helped a lot um it's definitely hard to adjust to but one thing I've had to remind myself is that everybody's going through this it's not just my team it's not just me and so you know everybody has to react to the adversity and I think it's honestly made our team a lot stronger for it um and we're a lot closer off the ice just because we've been spending so much time together yeah and you're wearing a mask under the bubble how has that been like and how do you try to deal with those conditioning drills because that seems like it's very hard We actually haven't been wearing a mask on the ice. I think that's only the East Coast schools that have to do that. So we're wearing our normal cages with no mask. We've definitely been lifting with our masks on, though, and that's definitely been a lot harder. But I do think it's actually helped us on the ice because we have to get in better shape because of it. Yeah, now during your time at Shattuck, you played against many great players, including a lot of D1 commits. Even with that, what's the biggest adjustment you had to make to your game so far in college hockey? I think the biggest adjustment I've had to make to my game is just the maturity of it. Um, There's a lot less opportunities where I'm going to take the puck myself and I really have to 
be like a heads up player when I'm playing against all of these older girls. I know um, at Shattuck, it was, you know, easy to, or easier to just take it end to end myself or to like, I've been playing with the same line mate, McKenna Webster, who went to Shattuck too. And so we've just had to adjust to, you know, moving the puck um, instead of our bodies more and just being more heads up for sure. Yeah. And how does the freshman class look like so far and how are you guys adapting to the new team? It's definitely been hard for us you know, coming in just in the pandemic, but um, we, yeah, I think we're looking really good. We're super close off the ice, which has definitely helped us on the ice and the upperclassmen have done a phenomenal job of making us feel at home and making us feel welcome right from the gate. Yeah. And what's it been like to play under coach Mark Johnston and what have you learned under him so far? Because he's obviously a hockey legend. Yeah, it's, it's amazing playing under him, just like watching the miracle on ice to watching the amazing things he's done with the Badgers. Um, it's really cool to just, as he's one of our, everyone's idols. And so that's really cool to play under him. And he's definitely taught me what it takes to get to where I want to be, you know, whether it's the Olympics or winning a Patty Cas, he, he knows what it takes and he's willing to help everyone meet their goals and their expectations. Yeah, and like you just mentioned earlier, you also get to play with one of your former Shattuck teammates in McKenna Webster. Is it cool for you getting to play with someone that you're comfortable with and since you've been playing hockey with her since high school? Yeah, it's so cool. I uh, There's no one I'd rather play with than her. We just kind of – playing with her, it's like, play, you know, I feel like I always know where she's going to be and she knows where I'm going to be. It's just like a second nature. And so I think having the opportunity to come in and play with her right off the bat, it's going to be really cool. And it definitely makes the transition to the college game a lot easier just playing with someone I'm familiar with. Yeah. Now talk about playing with some of the upperclassmen. How have you, how have you adapted with them and talk about getting to play with players like Sophie Shirley or Nicole Lamatia and getting to learn from those players every day? Yeah, it's uh, so these practices have actually been like the most competitive, most like hard practices I've ever been a part of. And just, yeah, playing against players like Soph and Lama have has really helped me develop. And I think one of the biggest things is just like getting stronger on the puck and playing more like a woman than like a girl. And so I've learned so much from all of them and Daryl Watts and Britta Curl. They've all just taught me what it's going to take to get to the next level to where I want to be. Now, switching gears from playing with Wisconsin, how was your quarantine and graduation, and what did you do during the summer months to pass the time? So, for I actually moved over quarantine to Martha's Vineyard, which is an island uh, in Massachusetts, and so that was kind of a big adjustment, especially over quarantine when, like, ice wasn't available, and so I spent a lot of time just working out in the gym, trying to get stronger, getting ready for the college season, and I'd come off of a hip surgery and so it was also about strengthening that and then um over the summer yeah I skated and worked out in Falmouth which is on Cape Cod with um Paul Vincent and so that definitely helped me to like get stronger and get ready and we didn't have a graduation at Shattuck obviously like we couldn't really in person just because the pandemic and everybody's from all over the world and so I had like McKenna Webster and a couple other my teammates actually came to my house and we got to you know watch the graduation ceremony over zoom and um it was nice to spend it with each other just because we were all so close at the time but um it was cool that we got to do something even though we couldn't be all together in person. Yeah, I'm probably the first interviewer that actually knows what you went through when it comes to graduation, because I graduated high school last year as well. And oh, we really? Had, yeah, we had a socially distanced graduation, so it's definitely something to adjust to, but yeah. I just want to know I understand what you're going through. Thank you. 
Now you're from Milton, Massachusetts. Uh, talk about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey? So I was born actually in New York City and I lived there until I was in third grade. And so I had originally gotten into hockey just because my two older brothers also played and my dad coached their house league team. And so I kind of got thrown into the mix there and like I loved it from the first time I stepped on the ice. I think I was maybe three or four. Um, but yeah, my older brother, Max, he has always, he's played hockey for a long time too. And he's been kind of my role model throughout it all. And I just wanted to be like him. And so I started playing on his teams. I was usually the only girl. And then once we moved to Milton, and when I was in third grade, I started playing boys teams for like the Boston Junior Terriers and the Bay State Breakers. And I think that's when I really fell in love with the game. And I switched to girls hockey when I was in seventh grade for the, and I started playing for the Boston Junior Eagles. Um, and I think that around then when I was making the transition from boys to girls is when my like passion for the game really took off and I attended Nobles. Um, in Dedham, Massachusetts. And yeah, that's kind of how I got into it, mostly just because my brothers and my dad, but um, definitely grew my own passion for it after that. Yeah, and who was your favorite player growing up and who you looked up to? On the girl side, I definitely looked up to Kendall Coyne. Um, she is 5'2", and I grew up usually being the smallest one on my team. And I, she was always the fastest one on the ice. And so just watching that, it kind of, I wanted to roll my, I wanted to make, or uh, I wanted to, uh, what's the word? Like model my game after her, um, after seeing what she could do, because it didn't matter how big or small the other players were. She was always the hardest worker on the ice. And then I was also a New York Rangers fan growing up. And so Marty St. Louis for the guys was my biggest role model in the NHL. Also, I think his size had a big and his leadership off the ice had a big factor in why he was my role model. Yeah, that's awesome. It was cool again to see Kendall Coyne called the Wisconsin men's game last night at Notre Dame. Yeah, so definitely. now you played at Shattuck St. Mary's, like I just mentioned, how'd you get the opportunity to go there? Um, when I was in seventh grade, I played at the national championships for U14 in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And I met Coach Stafford, who is the prep coach for Shattuck. And he invited me to come skate and tour Shattuck. And so when actually when I went there, McKenna Webster was also touring on that same day. And that's the first day that we met. And I felt I wanted to go as soon as I toured. Um, the question was really when I was deciding if I should go in eighth grade or if I should wait a few years. And ultimately, me and my family decided that waiting a few years to go sophomore year would be better for me just so I wouldn't spend five years away from home. But um, everything about the girls, the coaches, the facilities at Shattuck was really amazing to me. And I'd never seen that kind of dedication from any other program. Um, so I knew that that was going to be the spot for me, whether it was in eighth grade or 10th grade. Yeah, and what's it like going to that school and being a part of that historic program with so many legendary hockey players that went there before you did? It is amazing to think that um, when, like that Amanda Kessel, Brianna Decker, the Lamry twins, that they had all skated under Coach Stafford, that they had all played in that same rink, just seeing what they do now. And it inspired every single player on our team, I know, to do their best every day because we all wanted to leave a lasting legacy like those before us did. Yeah, and um, talk about trying to move away from home at such a young age, and how did you adapt to that? I uh, One thing that really helped me 
moving away was just that I had known a lot of people on the team beforehand and a lot of them had reached out to me before I got there. Um, everybody was super welcoming and they made sure that like I, that I felt at home there. It was definitely hard just because I'd never spent that much time away from home. I'd always gone to school like 10, 15 minutes away from my own house. And so it was definitely a big adjustment, but the girls on the team and the teachers and the coaches all made sure that I was feeling safe and at home. And how did your time at Shattuck prepare you for college hockey? I don't think there's a better school program that would prepare me better for college hockey than Shattuck. The biggest thing about it was just the dedication and the competitiveness on and off the ice. Every single girl in the program wanted to be the best that they could possibly be. And so whether it was extra hours in the gym, on the ice, just going hard in practice all the time, it was 100% all the time. And I that's exactly what it's like here. Um, it's definitely a higher level here, just being college hockey, but Shattuck was like a mini college. Like you won't get that dedication anywhere else. Yeah, and talk about what it was like getting the chance to put some of the best women's players in the world on a daily basis. Players like Lacey Eden and Hannah Bilka, getting to play with them and how did it help develop your game? Yeah, I think it's easy when you're such a high level player to just you know, get complacent, um, especially when you're a senior or junior in high school where you're getting towards the oldest age group. But having players like Bilka and Lacey and like McKenna really pushed you every single day. Every practice was competitive. You wanted to win. You wanted to, you know, whatever small area game it was, you wanted to be the best. And so getting to play against that high level players kept us at the top of our game every single day. And I think that's what pushed us um, to have such a great season. Now, what was your favorite memory at Shattuck? Um, I think my favorite memory was definitely in my sophomore year when we won the 2018 National Championship. Our team was just so close on and off the ice that um, it that that championship just came naturally to us because we there was nothing that we thought would stop us just because we were so close um, in the locker room and on the ice and we just worked so well together. That team was something special. Yeah, and you also played for the under-18 team for the U.S. Talk about getting the chance to play and represent your country and getting the opportunity to play in places like Japan and Russia, some places that I don't think you ever expected to play in your lifetime. Yeah, definitely not. Um, that was Those were both two of the coolest hockey experiences of my career. Um, it's truly an honor, whether it's at a camp or it's in Russia or Japan, to put on the USA jersey wherever you are. And just the fact that we got to travel to those exotic places and play um, was something special. And despite, like, the outcome in Japan, just like, yeah, like I said, putting on the jersey is just an honor within itself. And we worked hard. We got a silver medal that year but I think the memories that I made and the friendships we built throughout those teams is something I'll never forget. Now what was the biggest culture shock you faced in Russia and Japan? It was definitely the food. <laughs> um, we yeah we didn't really have you know we didn't really know all the time what we were eating but our nutritionists and our strength coaches they made sure that we always had food and whatever we needed to perform at the highest level. Um, um, and so, yeah, we had to adjust a little bit to the adversity within that sense. But all in all, like looking back at it, I would never like complain about that or think that that's something that might have affected the way we played. Yeah. And what does the that gold medal and that silver medal mean to you for those world championships? Obviously, it's 
really nice to have to have one in um, Russia and you know we would have liked to in Japan too but it's a silver medal is still an incredible honor and those are two of the biggest accomplishments in my life and I will never forget either of those um, they really like looking back at it I would do anything to be in that the same position I was in order to earn a medal um, whether it's you know, at the U22 or the Olympic level, but that's my goal heading forward is to be in that position to earn an opportunity like that again. Yeah, and what's your secret for maintaining so much success throughout your high school and junior career? Um, I wouldn't say I have a, sec a secret, but I would say that the biggest thing is just to continue to love the game. And if you're not loving the work, the training, the practices, the hours in the gym, then it's not really worth it. Uh, I think like, every every part of it's fun like I the best part of my day is going to the rink going to the gym and so I think that's just what it is is that like that there's nothing else that I would rather be doing and so that's what makes it fun that's what makes it worth it now talk about your recruitment process and what made you want to go to Wisconsin so I actually have always when I was younger I always thought I would end up going to an east coast school just because I grew up there and most girls do um and Coach Crum reached out to me after, I believe it was Nationals in Green Bay, um, my U14 year, and invited me to visit Wisconsin. And I honestly didn't even know like what Wisconsin was at the time. I was just so set on East Coast schools. And so my dad encouraged me to come out and visit. And when I did, the second I got on campus, I knew I was coming here. Just the facilities were amazing, the practices, but most importantly, the people were the girls on the team who I were, wasn't even going to play with because um, they were so much older. But And the coaches, they they made it incredible for me, just letting me know that what they thought of me and that I'd be welcome here. Like The second I visited, I knew that this is where I was going to come. Yeah, what can Badger fans expect from you that have never seen you play in person before? Um, I can't promise the Badger fans that I'm always going to be the one scoring goal or, you know, like making or like scoring an overtime goal. But uh, I think they can expect that I'm always going to be one of the hardest workers on the ice and that, and that I'm going to give, you know, them everything I got every day. And so um, I hope they're excited to see me play. And what are your goals and expectations for this upcoming year for a team or personal as well? I know we're pretty confident in our team this year. So, you know, every every year I would love to win a championship, whether it's WCHA or NCAA. But um, coming in as a freshman, my biggest goal this year is just to learn from the older players and grow my game as much as I can because not every day I'm going to get the opportunity to play with players like Sophie Shirley, Daryl Watts, Britta Curl, because it's really cool to be on the ice with them and just learn from them all the time. Yeah, and this is just a fan question. I know some other fans are probably wondering this. How do we get to watch your games since we there's going to be no fans in the stands? Is there like an app where you can stream your games and stuff like that? Yeah, I'm not sure yet the details, but I know there's some apps like Flow Hockey that you can watch, and I'm sure it'll be on Big Ten um, some way. But, yeah, you can definitely watch it online. Uh, we're now in the non-hockey segment of the podcast, and my first question is what do you wish more people knew about you that isn't hockey-related? Um, I wish more people knew where I like, grew up because um, I think a lot of people just assume that I grew up in Boston, but I've actually kind of been all over, um, whether it's New York City or Martha's Vineyard. And actually, now my parents are currently living in Miami. And so, um, yeah, just that I've kind of grown up all over and it hasn't all just been Boston hockey. Now, what music fires you up before a game? 
I listen to a lot of ACDC before the game. Um, definitely You Shook Me All Night Long. That one is my favorite one to listen to. Nice. Now, I was reading on the Wisconsin website, and it says that you tutored underprivileged kids in high school. I just wanted to ask you, what was that like? It seems like it was a pretty cool thing that you got to do. Yeah, it was an amazing experience. My freshman year when I went to Nobles and Dedham, I every day, so instead of playing a fall sport, I did community service. And so every day after school, we would go to a school that was about 20 minutes away, and we would just be assigned a student and we would get to help them with their homework or whatever they wanted to do that day. And so um, I stayed with the same boy throughout the whole semester. And it was a really cool experience to me just hearing about his life, where he's from, his family experiences and how that affects him and how I could help him in school and life and how, whatever I could do. You know, it also says on the Wisconsin website that you like to play the guitar. What songs can you play on that? Oh, I, <laughs> I played the guitar. Um, I think it was my sophomore and junior year. I took classes and I think my favorite song to play was Hey There Delilah, but I can't say I've picked up a guitar in about a year. And so I think I'd be a little bit rusty. Well, you'd definitely be better than me. I'll say that. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite thing about New England since you've been all around? Uh, I think my favorite thing is definitely the winters when we get to play pond hockey or wherever, you know, there's a lot of my teammates used to have rinks in their backyards. And so I think those weekends after games, when we would all just go to someone's house or someone's pond and we just get to play shinny, those were definitely my favorite things about New England. Now, what's been your favorite thing about Wisconsin so far? Definitely the people, um, whether it's the coaches or our teammates, um, everybody's here just to make sure that we're doing our best and whatever, whether it's school or hockey and everybody wants to see the person next to them succeed. And I think that's something really special here. Now, what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, my big, uh, like in hockey or just generally? Just in generally, yeah. People that walk slow. <laughs> I agree with you. That's mine, actually. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of them in Boston, too. So I, yeah, you know, oh, my God. <laughs> Now, if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be and why? Anyone in the world and why? Do they have to be alive? Uh, it doesn't matter. Mm, let me think about that for a sec. Um, hmm, that's a hard question. Um, I think I'd want to eat with Connor McDavid because I think his – just his speed and his just game is beyond like, I think he's on a different level than everyone is right now in the NHL and just in the world. And I want to like learn from him and what he's done to get to where he is. Now back to some hockey questions. Now, uh, what do you think should be done to help grow women's hockey? Um, I think there's a lot that's in the works right now, especially with USA hockey. I know that there's a lot of initiatives that they're taking. And so I think one thing that, we can do is just reach out to communities that don't have a lot of hockey, especially like the girls in that community and maybe just, you know, offer them ways to which they can get involved in the game. I know there's definitely some initiatives that they're taking in places like California or maybe like North Dakota where there's not a lot going on. But um, yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of those developments happening in the next few years. Now, since you manage the Shattuck St. Mary's social media account, what should I do to improve as an interviewer and make our platform better and to be better at social media? 
I think you're doing a great job on social media. Um, I know we are restricted at Shattuck. We couldn't make the accounts as personal to the players just because it's a school and it reflected on the entire institution. But yeah, maybe um, some like Instagram live things where like uh, the fans can ask players like specific questions where you guys are both on. I think that would be really cool. Nice. Uh, is there any shout outs you like to give to any of your teammates, family members, or former teammates at Shattuck? Um, yeah, I, I'll give a shout out to um, my coach in the summer, actually, Paul Vincent. He, I've been skating with him since I was probably seven or eight years old. And I think he's definitely made the biggest impact on me as, um, as a player. And I'll also give a shout out to McKenna Webster and Maddie Wheeler, who are two freshmen in the Wisconsin class and they've definitely been um, my two best friends here this year at Wisconsin and they're making a huge impact on our team as well. Awesome I appreciate it thank you so much Casey for coming on I really appreciate it good luck this upcoming season I'm definitely going to root for you and promote you and promote the team as well and I just wish you nothing but the best for this uh, upcoming year and stay safe. Awesome thank you so much for having me. Welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by former Mercyhurst goalie who is currently at Wisconsin, where she absolutely killed it last weekend, getting her first shutout against Minnesota State. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Kennedy Blair. How's everything going? It's going good. It's been a crazy season for sure, but I'm started. I'm ready to get started the second half. Yeah, and what have you overall taken away from this season, and what are your thoughts on your team's performance so far? Um, so far, I mean, it's kind of been difficult with just having four games under our belt. Um, we kind of got cut short with a few COVID cases on our team, you know, at the beginning of the year. But um, I'm really um, proud of our team so far and the adversity we've taken and stuff with the circumstances we're in. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you got your first shutout against Mankato a few days ago. Talk about that accomplishment and what was the key to your success that night? Um, the team in front of me really played well, our defense, our forwards, all that. Um, it was nice to get that under my belt for sure and get things going now. Um, having a shout out obviously helps the confidence a lot, you know, coming to the next games, playing Ohio State and Minnesota. Yeah, and um, we'll talk about those two series. Those are obviously two pretty top, tough opponents in the WCHA. How are you trying to prepare for some of their top scorers like Emma Malte on Ohio State? Uh, someone who specifically has done well so far in this conference. Yeah, um, especially these two upcoming series, uh, Ohio State this weekend and then Minnesota next week. And I think just practicing our game, most importantly, and focusing on what we need to focus on. And um, these two series are very important, especially that one team's, I think, the number two team in the country right now and the other team's number four, possibly. But especially with the limited games, um, they all need to be wins for playoff time. Um, yeah. Yeah. What's it like being the number one ranked team in the country? And obviously there's a lot of pressure and a lot of um, expectations among yourself because of that ranking. How have you tried to handle all of that pressure and maintain that success throughout all the pressure that you face so far? Yeah. Um, I've never been in this position before. So being the number one team in the country, uh, we do have a lot of pressure, you know, going into each game, especially this uh, past week and also playing at Mankato and stuff, you know, you're the number one team, but anyone can beat you at any time, you know, it's college hockey. So um, there's pressure but at the same time. I think it helps with their confidence as well. Um, knowing that we're in that number one spot. Yeah. And what are some similarities and differences you have noticed about the WCHA versus the CHA conference that you were in previously? I would say the WCHA is way more physical. 
um, very talented. There's, it's crazy how many girls I play with at Wisconsin here and how much talent they have, you know. Um, Mercier's too, we had a lot of talents. I wouldn't say the league's as physical. Um, I feel like it's more skill-wise in, in the CHA division compared to the WCHA. But it's crazy the difference between each division for sure. Yeah, what do people, what do players in the CHA uh, say about the WCHA conference when you were in it a few years ago? Um, a few years ago, I would say that, yeah, like the physicality is very different. Um, the girls are, like I said, more skilled. Um, I don't recall playing a WCHA team last year, but a few years, my freshman, sophomore years for sure. Um, just the talent wise they have, you know, like they're always, they're always going to, burn it each and every game, you know, so you always have to be ready. Yeah, and how have you tried to transition to the new team amid all the challenges with the pandemic and also being a transfer as well, not being like a freshman, you know, coming in from juniors? Um, the transition actually has been um, super simple, I guess. I mean, it's kind of – it's a little bit different than um, normal circumstances, but the girls are very welcoming. I think coming in as like a grad transfer, you're a little bit more mature and – you know, have you gone through this the past four years? Um, so I think that kind of helps the situation as well. Um, you know, we can't really hang out as a team outside of the ring. So that's kind of the hard part about it. I also don't live with any teammates. So that's another thing. But I'm really enjoying it so far. The team is really nice. The the staff's really nice. The coaches, they're, they're all very welcoming. Yeah, and what's it like to play this year without any fans? And has that been an adjustment for yourself as a goaltender? Because I know you played at Le Bon with Mercyhurst. I think that was your first ever game, if I Yeah, that call. was my first ever college game, actually, in my freshman year. Um, it is very different, I would say. But at the same time, I don't notice it because I'm so focused and dialed in during the game. Um, I wish fans would be able to come just because I am closer to home now, too. And my parents would be able to make it every series no in the past they've only came at least one time each semester so that's kind of a bummer but it has been a little bit different but at the same time um I haven't noticed it like I said I've been so dialed in and focused on that that you know it's just I don't really pay attention yeah and you've also had to adjust to many schedule changes throughout the season with your season being on pause during the month of December um how have you mentally stayed prepared for all those changes and postponements to your schedule um, just focusing on like what you need to focus on, obviously, like at practice, um, in the weight room, you know, staying focused in those opportunities and stuff. When I went home for Christmas break, I was able to ski with the NHL Bismarck Bobcats team. And I got to ski with a couple of guys there that, you know, are going to play college hockey here in the new future. So that really helped as well. And this training at home, um, the positive thing about going back to North Dakota during this time was um everything's open there so <laughs> there's no lockdowns or anything but so I had the opportunity to do that which really helped yeah and another thing that has been introduced to college hockey this year is three and three overtime uh what is I know you haven't played in one yet but what's that going to be like being a goaltender with more players getting more offensive chances and more open ice Honestly, I think that puts a lot more difficulty on the goaltenders. Um, you know, there can be a breakaway, a two-on-no at any moment in time. It's going to be harder for the girls uh, to transition off the ice or um, get some new fresh legs on the ice, I think. But um, it will be exciting once it kind of happens. You know, I'm hoping that maybe I'm not going to be in that situation. But like I said, yeah, it's going to create more opportunities for two-on-no rushes, two-on-one rushes, or even, you know, breakaways for either team. 
I know you're probably not a fan of the two-on-one breakaway rushes, but as a fan, it's fun to watch just because, you know, just the, it's more, I guess, fun to watch as a viewer with those offensive chances, especially with the great players in the WCHA, um, getting to see some of the skill level they have. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, any two-on-one coming down, uh, you kind of get nervous. I know my parents in the stands obviously get nervous too, but um, yeah, the big thing is to stay confident in those situations and, you know, read the plays. Yeah, and um, what type of leadership do you hope to bring to this year's team? Being on playing college hockey before, uh, winning obviously a CHA championship, are you more of a vocal or lead by example type of player? And how have you used your previous college hockey experience to help the freshmen out for this season? Um, I would say I'm kind of both. Um, I'll say what I need to say when it's needed, or, um, you know, I'll lead by example off the ice when it's needed as well. Um, coming in, it's kind of hard as a transfer, obviously, and being a senior, um, you don't want to like overstep boundaries or, you know, not say enough. So I think um, helping the freshmen transition into their roles and just kind of trying to fit in with the other seniors as well and kind of getting to know them and seeing how I should help them as well. So um, from my experience and stuff, you know, this is my fifth year, so I kind of have an extra year under my belt compared to even the seniors on our team. So with my experience and stuff, I think I just need to bring all leadership aspects to the table. Yeah, and how has the freshman class looked like so far in your eyes? You obviously had some great recruits with Casey O'Brien, McKenna Webster, and uh, Maddie Wheeler. How have they impacted your team so far this year? Um, They've impacted our team a lot. I think they've each scored a goal in each game now, which helps tremendously. they transition in, I thought, very easily. Um, they're some of our better players here. And, um, yeah, I, was, I would say they, they, transi- they transitioned in, like, with the national team experience and all that, too. I think that really helps. Yeah, and what's it been like to play under a coach, uh, Mark Johnston, and what have you learned under him so far since he's one of the most legendary coaches in college hockey? Um, it's been an amazing experience so far, for sure. Um, he's all business, you know. Um, I've learned a lot from him, the other coaches as well. Um, yeah, it's it's been it's been a different experience for sure, just from being at Mercyhurst and then now having him as a coach. Um, you know, it's he's the best coach in college hockey right now. It's awesome playing underneath him. Yeah, and what has been the biggest improvement you've made to your game so far compared to last season? Um, my biggest improvement, I would say, is just staying out and staying big. Um, Obviously, both leagues, I said, are different, too. So, you know, here in the WCHA, people are going to crash them at all times. It's going to be physical. Um, so I need to stay out, stay big, play, play my position right. Now, I want to start off talking about before you went to college hockey, you're from North Dakota. Uh, what's it like growing up there, and how did you start playing hockey? Um, growing up in North Dakota, hockey is not the biggest sport, I would say, especially with females. Um, I grew up playing – boys hockey until my freshman year of high school until I moved over there. Um, I started playing hockey when I was four, I would say. Um, my brother actually started playing before me. He's older. He's uh, 28 now, but um, he didn't start till he was like 10. And a family friend actually just, you know, um, helped him start playing. And then I kind of just got fed into it. My parents actually never played hockey. I don't even think my parents know how to skate. So yeah, but growing up in North Dakota, it's definitely um, a different experience for hockey, I would say. coming from, um, I moved away after my sophomore year of high school and played in Minnesota for the Minnesota Revolution. Very big difference there as well within, like, high school hockey. So. Now, what made you want to be a goalie specifically? 
Um, I never really had like the desire of playing goalie, I guess, but I was always on the boys team, like I said, and you know, I was the only girl. So I think it was just like, Hey, the girl, let's put her in it, you know, or I have an older brother, all his friends played and, you know, playing in the garage growing up, they're like, let's just put the pads on Kennedy and shoot pucks at her all the time, you know, and then they laugh about it. So that's kind of how I got put into being goalie. Yeah. And did you have a favorite player growing up that you model your game after today? Um, I don't really model my game after him, but I really um, like Mark andre Fleury. I think he has a lot of adversity, um, you know, coming from team to team. And, you know, especially after this past year, not getting a lot of playing time. I think he, it really showed his character as a goalie. And I think that's something that any person can admire, especially as a goalie in college hockey. Yeah, I admired uh, what he went through with Pittsburgh when they won the cup a few years ago, basically yeah. getting benched for Matt Murray and then going to Vegas and still having the success he did. Um, regarding even be, because of the whole situation with uh, Matt Murray. So that's definitely someone I look, I look up to as well. And one of my favorite goals to watch. Yeah. just like, I admire him so much for um, the character he brings as well. You know, like this past year, obviously didn't go his way with um, bringing in another goalie, but I think that just, I think every college goalie can learn off that aspect too. You know, there's going to be freshman goalies coming in every year that are going to push you to want to be better. You know, you're not going to be, play every game in college hockey and you have to, you know, cheer on your teammates, the other goalies and all that too. So I think Marc-Andre Fleury really showed like his character in those situations this past year. Yeah, it's very rare. I only seen one goalie that's played like every single game in college hockey. And I don't know how you do it just because, you know, it's so much, I guess it's a lot to, it's a lot of hard work just to play in a game, but playing it consistently and doing it well, that must be tough. Yeah, it is really tough. I think obviously this year it's only been four games. Um, last year, I think I started in 29, played 29 out of 36. And that was a grind for sure. I haven't had that any other year. My freshman year, sophomore year, I think I played up to like 24, 25 games. But as a goaltender in college hockey, you really – you do need a break. You can't grind your one goalie every every weekend, you know. Um, try to get the other goalies in here and there. But, yeah, mentally it's tough and physically it's tough for sure. Yeah, especially this year with all the rescheduling, you're probably going to have to play more consistently or more games during the week than you normally would during a non-COVID year, I would assume. Yeah, um, we don't have the crazy schedule like some of the men's teams. I think our men's team was playing like three or four games per week before Christmas break. Um, right now, I think we have 12 games left before playoffs. But yeah, like you said, anything can change at any moment. So it's just like smart, like smart to be ready at all times. You never know when you're going to play, you know. Um, the nice part about it is it is a shorter season. So um, your body's not going to be as physically hurt or anything like that. Yeah, definitely. Now, I want to talk to you about before you went to college hockey, you played for the Bismarck Blizzard. Uh, talk about your experience there and how'd you, how did it prepare you for college hockey? Um, yeah, so I played for the Bismarck Blizzard my freshman, sophomore year. Um, actually played with former or teammate here at Wisconsin, Britta Curl. So that really helped to having a solid player like that on our team. Um, I think it all started before playing high school hockey, playing with the guys for sure really helped me prepare to play college hockey. I don't think playing guys hockey growing up, would, I would never be in like this particular area or, you know, position that I'm in right now. So I think that really helped me more than the high school hockey, but high school hockey in North Dakota, it's grown a lot back when I was growing up. I don't want to say I'm old, but I mean like six or seven, eight years ago or whatever. Um, it was still a smaller female sport in the um, state of North Dakota. 
Yeah, no, I feel like North Dakota hockey is very fun to watch. I watched some of the North Dakota on TV, and that arena is like probably the most loudest college hockey arena in the country, in my opinion. So I hopefully it continues to grow, and especially in an area like that. Yeah, me too, for sure. I've actually, so I was committed to North Dakota before Mercyhurst. I got a, I registered there my first year, so I've been there as well. Um, and the atmosphere there is amazing. And then um, it was kind of cool because my freshman and sophomore year of high school, I got to play in the state championship in that rink, which was amazing. The atmosphere with like all the fans, high school, you know, high school kids, they, they love the atmosphere there as well. So it was fun. Yeah, and I want to talk more about that. You originally committed to North Dakota before the program was shut down. Uh, what was your reaction when the program left, and why did you choose to go to Mercyhurst after the program uh, leaving? Um, yeah, so it was a very difficult, you know, growing up in North Dakota, it's everyone's dream to play college hockey at the University of North Dakota. You think of North Dakota, it's a college town, like, named after hockey, you know? So, like, um after we got cut that April, I like didn't even know what I was going to do. I honestly thought for like the first week, I was like, oh my gosh, my hockey career is over. Um, I reached out to a few teams asking if they needed a goalie. Um, I had my old revolution coach help me out as well. The difficult part about being in the goalie position is most teams already have three or four goalies or they have one coming in. So I didn't have like any teams most teams didn't need a goalie. Um, it was between Duluth and Mercier's. Duluth, uh, Maddie Rooney was at the Olympics that year. So they're like, hey, we need a one-year goalie. You could come in. And, you know, after that, we don't know. And then Mercier's, they're like, hey, we have three goalies already. You can come in. You could, and you could be the starter. We don't know. We've never seen you play. But, you know, here's the opportunity here. So I took it, actually, and um, went there for three years. I enjoyed it. It was a really good experience. Yeah, what was the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey after playing your first few games with Mercyhurst? Um, I would say just, like, I think that redshirt year at North Dakota really prepared me for college hockey. Um, I honestly think every goalie should do that. It's just, it's really helpful, honestly. Um, going into my freshman year, the transition, I would say it was kind of difficult right away. I mean, we came and played Wisconsin. They were the number one team in the country. My first college game ever as a little freshman, um, you know, in the LeBron when it's packed. Um, it was difficult. Um, the biggest adjustment I said is just like, you know, you're playing against girls that are four years older than you and um, have harder shots. There's more physicality, like all that type of stuff. But, you know, being confident, I think those first few games under my belt, you know, just adjusting to the game and then practicing on those habits that I needed to do in practice. And then, bringing them over to the game. Yeah, and during your first season with uh, Mercyhurst, you won a CHA championship and made the national tournament. Uh, what was it like to win your first league championship with Mercyhurst? It was amazing. I very, like that feeling of winning, it was awesome. And the coaches always say that too at the end of the year. They're like, you know, work your butts off all year and you'll get rewarded at the end of the year. And it's the most amazing feeling. Um, the cool part about it is our assistant coach was on Mercier's before too. And she always bragged about how the feeling of winning the CHA tournament was. And it was a really fun experience, especially having that. And then going to the final eight game at Clarkson, um, the atmosphere there was unreal playing in front of all those fans. And it was a really close game actually, which um, was awesome. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about that. What was it like playing in your first national tournament game against the number one team in the Clark in, in the country in Clarkson? And what do you remember from that experience? Honestly, I, I remember it all. I remember each goal that got scored on me. Um, the atmosphere was crazy. Like I said before, it was a packed rink. Um, 
I, I'll, I'll remember it the rest of my life. It was so fun. And it was such a bummer that how it ended. And I know like we went to the locker room after the game and people are crying because we were so close of being the number one team in the country and making it to the frozen four. Yeah. In your second year with Mercyhurst, you lost to Syracuse in the CHA tournament. Uh, what did you learn from that loss to motivate you for your um, third year with Mercyhurst and this year with Wisconsin? Um, obviously, uh, you have to be ready for each game. Um, I kind of, I was hurt the first half of that season, actually. So I missed, I think I missed 15, 16 games. Um, so that kind of, you know, destroyed my confidence a little bit going in the second half that season. But like I said, you know, in the CHA, anyone's going to come and want to want to beat you. Um, I think we might've been the second team in the CHA that year or the second, yeah, the second team in the CHA that year. And, um, you know, every, like I said, every team's going to come in, want to beat you. Um, Syracuse was that team, you know, they started, they, they were like the sixth or seventh seed, I think, I believe. And they literally had to play three games to win it all. So I give them props to that. They were unreal that tournament. Yeah. And you were talking about some of the challenges you've had to face um, in order to be a starter in college hockey and to make it to the path that you're on now. Um, how have you tried to overcome some of those challenges with the program at North Dakota being shut down for you getting hurt your second year at Mercyhurst? How do you mentally deal with all those challenges and stay positive throughout those difficult times? Yeah, I think you learn from each challenge for sure. Um, I think if I never had the opportunity at North Dakota to move to Mercyhurst, you know, each, like I said, each program has developed me to the goalie I am today, to the um, woman I am today, you know. So I think like I said, you know, you have to take each opportunity and learn from it. Um, obviously, from the North Dakota situation, went to Mercier's, got hurt my second year. During those few um, months that I was hurt, too, you kind of just have to reflect and realize that, you know, hockey's not your whole life either. You know, there's way more to hockey. But I, I think I needed that little three-month time of hurt to realize, you know, um, got to get back on the road and try to win a national championship. Now, this past year, your team won another CHA tournament in overtime, nonetheless. Uh, what was it like to win that game, and how did it compare to the last CHA championship that you won? Um, I don't know which one was better, honestly. I think this past year was awesome, though, because we went undefeated at home. Then we won our regular season, and then we came in um, on the CHA championship as well. So I think maybe this past one was more exciting than my first one, either but both were very exciting, but I think it was just because we won three things right in a row. And then we, um, we always, we beat the number two team in our league too. So it's always fun to beat Robert Morris, I guess. But, um, and then going into the final eight, you know, we got cut short there, but I would say this past year was probably um, the most memorable one than my freshman year for sure. Now your team was supposed to play in the national tournament again before COVID shut everything down. Uh, where did your team find out and what was your reaction to that news? Um, so we were actually practicing that whole week and that's, I think that week was when things started like shut down. Um, we found out the Thursday before or the Friday when we were supposed to leave actually and go to Cornell. Um, we practiced up to that day, but it was, it was hard. I think for me, not being a senior at the time, I don't think it was as hard as for the seniors. I feel so bad for them. You know, you, you dread that, you know, being your last game ever as a college athlete. So I was, I was obviously down, but I was like, Hey, there's another year to go, you know, win a national championship. Yeah. And I want to talk about how did your experience with Mercyhurst help prepare you for your time at Wisconsin? You had a lot of good players on your team, Alexa Vasco, Summer Ray Dobson, Sam Isabel. 
how have you have those how does competing against those players and facing against those players every day in practice help prepare you for your time at Wisconsin that you're experiencing right now yeah I think all those girls um were pretty solid and had a lot of skill wise I know Emma Newton was there too she, she plays for the Finnish national team and then Vilma Tomskin in as well um all those girls are very skilled and talented I think um each player has helped me develop to the goal I am now and um, even make that transition over here easier as well. You know, they they have the same skill wise as some of these girls here. So, um, yeah, that really helped me. Now, why did you choose to come to Wisconsin, and what was the process like getting to Madison? Because I was very curious of how that works since you redshirted your freshman year and then you played three years with Mercyhurst. Um, yeah, so there's actually I don't know if there's an NCAA rule for sure, but um, the North Dakota one didn't count or something like that. So I graduated from Mercyhurst this summer. I had one more class to take since I was so far ahead. And then I was like, hey, you know what? I want to go to grad school. I had that one year of eligibility left. So um, I was in the transfer portal and um, Wisconsin had the opportunity of bringing in a goalie. And I obviously took it right away. I mean, I don't know how someone would say no to the number one team in the country. Yeah, and you're following up upon the footsteps of Kristen Campbell, who you played with with North Dakota. Um, how has she helped your transition into Madison? Because I know you guys are kind of close. Yeah, so um, it kind of helped a lot. So I, she, when I registered at North Dakota, she registered the year before. So we had a little bond there. She helped me through that process. And then this summer when she saw that I committed to Wisconsin, she just, you know, helped me through the process as well. Um, texted me a few times and said, asked if I needed help with anything. I'm actually living with her roommates that she lived with the past few years. So um, she really helped the transition as well. Now, what are your goals and expectations for the second half of the season? I know you have 12 games left, but you're playing against some of the top teams in the country. Um, just what do you expect and what do you hope happens in the next few games? For myself, obviously staying confident, being calm, you know, playing my type of game. Um, also for our team, you know, we got to stay at that number one team in the country we gotta have that mentality at all times be confident in our play um especially coming in these next few series against ohio state and minnesota um you know every game counts for now on you know you can't take one back and you know you lose one that could end up uh resulting in something you know a place that you don't want to be um in the final face off per se so um i think every game right now counts every second every minute every period counts so yeah, and we're now in the non-hockey segment of the podcast. And my first question to you is, what, are your, what is your favorite outdoor activity? Um, so this summer, I got really attached to kayaking and mountain biking. I absolutely love that. Um, I can't wait to be done, um, well, when I'm graduating and stuff with hockey and all that and have other experiences outdoors. I think, um, especially in North Dakota, there's a lot of that, a lot of outdoors activities. So I really enjoy kayaking and mountain biking. Yeah, I've been getting into kayaking very much so recently. I got a rowing machine. I'm excited for that to show up. It's very good exercise because it works out like I think 75% of your body. So it's oh, really? Exercise. Yeah, and it just yeah. I want to I want to hopefully go out more, do some because I'm I live kind of near the coast, so I can do like stuff around like Cape Cod or something like that. So mm -hmm. I'm excited. Uh, hopefully for the summer and if things open back more, open more up, I can do uh, more kayaking in the future and like rowing and stuff like that. Yeah, it's so fun, especially, I mean, we only have a few bays here in North Dakota. We don't, we're not like land, like the land of lakes, but um, I'm hoping to get out to like Montana or something for sure. 
Um, I've never really been an outdoors person, but I think quarantine kind of like changed me a little bit to be more outdoorsy. So yeah, I'm really excited for the opportunities I'm going to get after playing college hockey because I feel like you kind of lack on a few other opportunities outside of it just because you're always focused on your sport. Yeah, Montana seems like a very nice place, but I don't know how many people actually live there. So that's going to be, you're going to be kind of in the middle of nowhere when you go. Yeah, <laughs> the Midwest is kind of middle of nowhere. Honestly, people are like, is North Dakota even an actual state? Like, I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I've always wanted to see the Grand Canyon or there's a national park somewhere in like Southern California that I want to go to. I think Yosemite, that's it. And okay. I want to go see there. And I know that's kind of not in the middle of nowhere, but that's like, I've seen photos and it seems pretty cool place to visit. Yeah. That's like my one major goal is after graduating, my grad program is to go travel a little bit, you know, before I settle down and get a job and buy a house or whatever I'm going to do next. So yeah, definitely. Hopefully you get the opportunity to do that. And I, I hope things get back to normal sometime in the next few months. That's my hope. But yeah, right now, in the East Coast, it's pretty bad, um, all the COVID numbers. So I know I'm hoping to just, you know, having fans at our games, especially like the Frozen Four or the Final Eight or the Final Face Up as well. Like I'm really hoping there's fans just because the Frozen Four is at Merce here this year too. Yeah. So I'm really crossing my fingers that things will change. Yeah, that, I hope they change too. And hopefully we can go, I can go back to some college hockey games and do more in person to person interviews than through Zoom. Yeah, I feel like that'd be way easier for you. <laughs> oh, definitely. Now, who is your favorite actor or actress? Oh gosh. I wouldn't really say I have one. I kind of like, I don't, yeah, I don't have one. I'll watch anything or, you know, laugh at anything. So I wouldn't say I have one at all. Uh, I can't really think of one at the moment, probably like Zac Efron or like Jimmy Fallon. I don't know if he's an actor, but they're pretty funny. Yeah, Zac Efron for sure, I guess. Um, I mean, which girl doesn't want to watch him in a movie? <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess Zac Efron. He's, yeah, I'd no, watch he's, he's funny. He was funny in Neighbors. I'm trying to think yeah. of another movie. He was, but he's also a good actor because I saw the thing he did with the Ted Bundy movie on Netflix. Yeah, see, I really, I really love that movie. And like, the only crack part about that is I think like Zach Efron's so amazing, but then putting him in that situation, that movie is like, you don't want to think of Zach Efron as a bad person like that. Yeah. But yeah, that movie was amazing. But he obviously can sing as well in high school musical. That song better yeah. is a huge I, uh, jam yeah. as the kids would say. So definitely. <laughs> I love high school musical movies. <laughs> now what music do you like to listen to that pumps you up before a game as a goalie? I know you have to try to stay focused. So is it more hip hop or I know some people like to listen to slow songs just because they don't want to get too hot and bothered before a game. Yeah. So I'm not a hip hop fan whatsoever. Like I will never listen to it. I don't know. I'll listen to it when it's the locker room and like I'll deal with it, but I'm more of a country person um, or Christian music too. Um, but country before games for sure. Now who is the funniest on your team? Oh gosh. This year, um, I would see Brett Pettit. She's hilarious. Like you never know what's going to come out of her mouth. And every time something does, it's so funny. Yeah. We've had her on the podcast the before. So. Yeah. I saw that actually. Yeah. Every time she says something, it's like, you can't take her seriously because it's just so funny and sarcastic. Now who has the best style on the team besides yourself? Oh gosh. Style on or off ice? Uh, how about do both? I know there's going to be a lot of contention with this one because a lot of people like to say they have the best style on every team. Oh, yeah. I would say I have the best. I'm just kidding. Um, The best style on ice. I would have to go with – I think McKenna Webster has some pretty good style on ice. Um, off ice. Honestly, our whole team has style. They each have their own unique style. Um, you know, 
especially I feel like nowadays like what you wear and what you like I don't know what you wear is like everyone has such their own style now but actually Shayla Edwards has like a really cool like vibey style so nice yeah no I feel like I don't know there's some people that like put a lot of effort into what they wear and then there's other people that just like wake up throw something on I always get jealous of those people because like they still sometimes look pretty decent with some of the stuff they just wake up and wear it's like I could never do that yeah no I had a teammate at Merz here's Jordan Mortlock actually and she's like a fashion queen like has like I swear a hundred pairs of air forces, like just the perfect clothing, like attire, like amazing style. So shout out to her for sure. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Now you've obviously graduated college at Mercyhurst. You're currently in grad school right now. What's the hardest class you've ever taken at college? Um, I had to take European history too. You know how you have to have a certain amount of electives towards like, yeah, you know, to graduate from university. I had to take this European history class. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so bad at this. Like, so all those just random classes they make you take would probably be my hardest classes ever. My grad classes haven't been that hard. It's just a lot of work. Yeah, definitely. I'm uh, currently an upperclassman in college and I'm in the grind of gen ed classes that you have to take before you go through your major. So yeah. it's definitely hard just because you took it all in high school and now you have to go back and basically take them again. It's just like, I, I thought I already learned this before. Like, why am I taking the class again? Yeah, now that I'm in my grad program, too, it's more just based on, like, the topic I'm studying. But, like, now I think about it, I'm, like, those gen ed classes, like, I'm never going to use them in life. I don't think I'm ever going to use it. <laughs> yeah, especially since, like, you took them in high school. I thought the whole, I thought high school is, like, you learn the basic knowledge of every subject. And then once mm -hmm. you graduate high school, you can go in college and expand upon that knowledge that you're interested in. And just, yeah. like, I don't know, I never understood the gen ed part of college, in my opinion. Yeah, honestly, I wish I'd learned more about like financial or just like more like life based classes, like in high school, maybe too. Like, I went to online high school. So I don't know if it was a little bit different than like regular high school. But yeah, I wish I learned more about like financial issues or just like, I don't know, more basic classes that we need more than. Like, yeah. I did have to do some online school because my I was supposed to graduate this year, but then everything got shut down. Like my okay. high school got shut down, so I couldn't do prom or any of the cool senior stuff that most people okay. do. But then I eventually got my degree like in August, and now I'm like doing college online. So it's definitely been an adjustment for myself. But you're probably used yeah. to online college. Yeah, I'm used to it for sure with high school being all online. This is a simple task for me. I actually kind of enjoy it just because I don't even know where campus here is at Madison, actually. Like I've never been on it. That's pretty crazy. How do you balance the academic and hockey side of being a student athlete? Because it seems very tough. Like I'm dealing with the academic stuff and some of these professors, they just throw work at you because they love it. It's like, then you have to have the hockey, but then you also want to have like a social life as well because you just don't want to be focusing just on your sport and um, academics because that would just drain a person. Yeah, um, honestly, it's like time management for sure, you know, setting a few hours aside each day. Um, for me, anyways, I took four classes this past semester, and um, I would set like one side, um, one day aside for like a certain class, like Mondays was this class, Tuesdays was this class, you know, um, but just finding a few hours a day, managing your time, maybe having like a set schedule each day as well, you know, hey, I have to do this, this, and this each day, and then, um, it's, it's very difficult for sure. Like I said, you know, I'm at the rink for four hours a day for lifts um, on ice. I mean, today we had video, we had off ice, we had practice. And then, you know, you have to see the trainer afterwards and then you have lunch at the rink as well. So you're there for quite a while time. But I would say the biggest thing for anyone is just time management for sure. That's one thing you learn. And I think that's even going to like focus on into like my real life world, you know, this fall, this upcoming year. 
Yeah, that's definitely a good skill to learn. And I think that's something I'm learning right now is time management because you have to, even when you're done with hockey, you have to time manage your life, obviously mm-hmm. your job and other things that go on. So it's definitely a good skill to learn. Yeah, I think being a student athlete really does help you prepare for the real world. Just like like we just said, time management, you know, um, you're going to have to, in a few years, you know, you're going to have to handle a job, you're going to have to handle you know, boyfriend or girlfriend, you're going to have to handle, you know, having kids, getting married, you know, all those financial things as well. So I think being a student athlete in college really helps you prepare for like the next few years in your, you know, the real world for sure. Yeah, definitely. Now back to some hockey questions. My first one is being a goalie, you've been in, you've played in many cool spots. Um, What's the best road arena you've ever played in? Oh gosh. I would say Clarkson, like I said, you know, that um, final eight, my freshman year, like the atmosphere is unreal. Um, for atmosphere wise, I would say for, um, yeah, for the atmosphere, I guess, with the, like the fans and stuff, for sure at Clarkson. Now, obviously when there's a lot of fans, there's a lot of chirping that goes on, especially towards the goalie. What's the best chirp you've ever heard? Because we've had Alexa Vasco on the show and she's a very good, she's a very good friend of the podcast. She's one of the nicest people I've ever met. Did you see that she got thrown out her first game at Lebon and some of the stuff that people were saying was pretty crazy. Did you ever experience any type of trash talk from the fans before? Um, I have had trash talk from the fans. I don't really, I try to like block it out, but like I said, at Clarkson, it's happened. Um, Robert Morris was huge. You know, Robert Morris and Mercier's, that's always a big rivalry game. So I got it there from their band, actually. Um, RIT's band is always like heated um, here at Lebon my freshman year. I think I recall a little bit too. It's always the band for some reason. So um, <laughs> yeah, two games. I don't recall like any like specific chirps, but you know, you get scored on as a goal. There's some sort of chirp they're going to say. Like Civ, Civ or like. Yeah. that. Yeah, it's a tough skill to learn because as a fan, like I haven't played in quite some time. And mm-hmm. as a fan, you like you notice all these things that goes on in the rink because they have all the you know the chants, especially in college as well with the bands and stuff. And I've always found it pretty cool how like certain players can block it all out and just focus on the game because I don't I think it'd be tough for some players, especially as a freshman. It's a skill that probably some of them don't realize is all the stuff that goes on in the stands for a college hockey game, trying to block out all that noise. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's like obviously it's a little bit different now for a freshman than like when I was a freshman. Um, with having no fans but I think it's like something that you learn over the few years I you know this being my fifth year I've experienced it so I think every year I get better at blocking them out my freshman year you know my first game was ever at LeBond like we were talking about so I would say then it was kind of difficult but as you grow and each year and play more games I think it's easier that way yeah now back to some actually I already said that so what should be done to help grow women's hockey in your opinion because I know you've been in women's college hockey for five years now uh, what do you think has to be done to grow the sport? I know some strides have been made, especially with the PWHPA and also the NWHL announcing that some of their games will be televised on NBC Sports Network. Uh, do you think there's anything that should be done to uh, grow the sport in any sort of way, in your opinion? No, I think, like you said, the NWHL playing on, you know, broadcasting some of their games. But I think even broadcasting some of our female games, too, you know, it's so easy to, like, go see the men's game there aren't you just go swipe through the channels on tv and some men's games are on you never see women's games so um just showing it more on tv you know having even us college students like go help out kids um throughout the communities and stuff really i think it's grown a lot especially back home in north dakota for sure it's grown female hockey has grown so much because when i was growing up there was no female teams really that you could play on so it's grown a lot now but i think just um 
we as females have to change it. Um, and the outside people have to accept that we're going to change it. So. Yeah, I think that's great what you're doing and all the other athletes, what they're doing in school. And I hope it continues to grow more often. I think it's convincing not just females, but males and other genders that um, this is a sport to watch and to take part in, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a growing sport for sure. Um, I think females playing hockey is amazing. I think we bring a lot to the table, you know, um, girls hockey is growing, like I said, so much and it's, it's fun to watch. I sometimes think watching girls hockey is more fun than watching guys hockey, but that's my opinion, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely different. I think like the, with guys hockey, it's more physical, which can definitely be entertaining, but with girls hockey, since there's not a lot of physicality, you have to rely on a lot of speed and skill, which could be fun for some people to watch in my opinion. That's why I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, no, I say speed and skill for sure. Like people I've talked to, or even like my um, brother and sister and my parents, they say it's so much more fun watching female hockey. Cause it, like you said, it's all skill and speed wise, you know, it's not like people like bickering or like fighting each other, you know, in front of the net or anything like that, or trying to go for the big hit. So it is a lot different um, in my opinion, for sure. Yeah, how do you try to convince people to watch uh, women's hockey? Because I was saw a post about, like, I think it was the first, like, female that played college football, and she just got some pretty bad comments towards her on her social media. How do you try to convince uh, some of those people to watch women's sports and try to change their mindset on it? I think the showing females' success within the sport is huge. I know for myself um, and back home, like, having the, um, like, people in Bismarck watch our games, it kind of helps that both Britta and I grew up together in Bismarck. Bismarck's a very small town. So, you know, people are going to watch us there just because we grew up there. Um, Now in bigger cities and stuff, I don't know how they're going to change that. But, yeah, I don't don't know. I think that really helps um, that we grew up in a small town. So I think any small town people are going to watch now, what should I do better as an interviewer to make this podcast better? I think you did awesome. Oh, I wouldn't really say anything different. I like how you brought in hockey-based questions and then outside questions to it. It has more interaction, and you kind of learn about us as well. So I think well, you did really well. Thank you. I appreciate it. Is there any shout-outs like to give to any of your family members, uh, teammates at Mercy Horse, or teammates at Wisconsin? I would say just shout out to my teammates that I had at North Dakota and then at Mercier's and now at Wisconsin. Um, they've all helped me develop to who I am today as a player person and especially the coaches too. So, Well, I appreciate you coming on, Kennedy. It really means a lot. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great rest of your season. I know you're going to do great and stay safe. And I'll definitely try to promote you and the rest of your team as much as I can throughout the year. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Take care. Your podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. Bye.